Yeah, if I can find what's left of them. I flew over Devil's Island. Doesn't look like such a high-class resort. Uh, that's what I heard. Well, I don't want to be the cause. Well, don't you get the idea I'm doing this just to help you? I need money, too. Won't Frenchie help you out without you having to do that? I don't want his help. Don't do it, will you, Steve? Look, didn't you ask don't me over it. Why don't you take this bottle and go to bed? Hey, can you use this? I thought you said you were broke. You're good. You're awful good. I'd walk home if it wasn't for all that water. Who was the girl, Steve? Who was what girl? The one who left you with such a high opinion of women. She must have been quite a gal. You think I lied to you about this, don't you? Well, it just happens there's 30-odd dollars here. Not enough for boat fare or any other kind of fare. Just enough to be able to say no if I feel like it. And you can have it if you want it. I'm sorry, Slim. But I still say you're awful good, and I wouldn't Oh, take... I forgot. You wouldn't take anything from anybody, would you? That's right. Good evening, and welcome. To the Dr. Zeus film podcast. To have and to have not. Released in October of 1944. While the anniversary is a month away, I figured let's talk about it. I was in conversation today with hopefully some new listeners. Shout out. And we were discussing Bogart. And Humphrey Bogart... The Maltese Falcon really made him a star, but it was Casablanca that solidified that, and he became an icon. That movie alone. And then, in 1944, Humphrey Bogart works with a 19-year-old unknown, a model, originally named Betty Joan Persky, renamed by the film's director, Howard Hawks, Lauren Bacall. Sparks flew in this film. There are certain films where you, if you watch a couple who in real life got together, you can see those sparks fly. With Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, it was legendary because not only did you see it, it became a reality. Lauren Bacall talks about it in her biography. How that love story, I mean... Her and Humphrey Bogart were together from 1944 to 1957 when he died of cancer. Some would say that she is forever in the shadow of Humphrey Bogart, but she never saw it that way. She was the keeper of the Bogart flame. She gave him two children, a son, Stephen, named after the character from To Have and To Have Not, the film that they met and fell in love with, and Leslie Bogart. Their love was legendary. And it and it trans it trans oh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> it came out on screen. It came out in such a beautiful way. Whether they were together or not on screen. Off screen they were together. From To Have and To Have Not, they made the big sleep in nineteen forty six. Key Largo and, well, sorry, Dark Passage in nineteen 
1946, I believe, and then in 1948, Key Largo. Key Largo is probably the best out of the four. But to have and to have not, that's where they, that, well, that's where it all began. We wouldn't be talking about this couple if it wasn't for To Have and To Have Not. Directed by the legendary Howard Hawks. You are not very hard to figure. Only at times. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Most of the time. The other times. The other times you're just a do it Bogart was able to do it the film you can just see it you can see them falling in love directed by Howard Hawks based on to have and to have not the novel by Ernest Hemingway Humphrey Bogart Walter Brennan Lauren Bacall This is a legendary film. Legendary. The film was released nationally on October 11th, 1944. Audience reception was generally good. Oh, the critics. The critics are so funny. Mm. The chemistry between Bogart and Bacall. Bogart and Bacall, Bacall began an on an off-screen relationship during production and married in 1945 after the film's release. There's so much connected to this film, that love story. And here's, here's, a, here's what I was talking about. In her autobiography, Lauren Bacall described what she called Hawks' brilliant creative work method on set. She described that every morning on set, Hawks would sit with Bacall. Bogart and whomever else was in the scene in chairs in a circle as a script girl read the scene. After reading through the scene, Hawks would add sexual dialogue and innuendo between Bacall and Bogart. After Hawks and Bogart felt the changes were adequate, Hawks would add one light on the set and they would go through the scene. Hawks would encourage them to move freely and do what felt comfortable for them. After going through the scenes a few times, cinematographer Sidney Hickok 
would discuss camera setups with Hawks. According to biography Todd McCarthy, To Have and To Have Not is a quintessential Hawks film. It contains classic Hawksian characters such as the strong male and his female counterpart. It also states that although elements of Hemingway and Faulkner and Casablanca can be found in the film, it represents Howard Hawks' capacity for expression, claiming it is beyond a doubt exactly the work its director had intended it to be and would have been nothing like this in the hands of anyone else. To have and to have not. Oh my goodness. It's legendary. And it takes place during a war. There is a lot going on. But really at the heart of it is. Is Bogart and Bacall. Bogart and Bacall and see on the screen and what apparently was going on off screen but what was going on off screen we only know because it was printed and they told us but on screen walk around me now go ahead walk around me clear around So that was what I was talking about is the innuendo and the way they look at each other in that scene. And she slaps him and says, why did you shave? And we'll try it again. Theirs was legendary. Legendary. With some regarding to have and to have not as one of Howard Hawks best, the film represents the only time two Nobel Prize winners, Faulkner and Hemingway, worked on the same film story. Some of Bacall's lines became renowned as double entendre. For instance, you know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. Said while looking at him provocatively. This quote is ranked at number 34 on the AFI's 100 Years 100 Movie Quotes list. When Humphrey Bogart was buried, Bacall put a gold whistle with the inscription if you want anything just whistle in his coffin a nod to her line in their first film together that's pretty amazing (sighs) to have and to have not was adapted as an hour-long radio play for lux radio theater with bacall and bogart reprising their screen roles it was broadcast on october 14th 1946 Thus, that that pairing lasted them a long time. 
we we often talk about the actors who their lives are cut short. They like James Dean made three films, and all three of them are, are considered classics. But the Bogart and Bacall films, all four of them are classics. To Have and To Have Not, 1944. The Big Sleep, 1946. Dark Passage, 1947. And Key Largo, 1948. Originally, they were going to do another film together in 1957. And then Humphrey Bogart, unfortunately, had lung cancer. I think it was also esophagus, uh, cancer of the esophagus, and died. So those four films represent a pairing that I don't think has ever been matched. There have been people who are in a similar field, a bracket of, of Bogart and Bacall, but in terms of the realism, where it not only went from on the page to the screen but off screen and and we and we all talk about that off and on you know actors getting together during the filming and then you know but they they got together and they and they married and it became a legendary pairing and Lauren Bacall has talked about it in fact this month she would have been 97 years old. My goodness. Yeah. Woo! Right up until the end. She never hesitated to talk about Humphrey Bogart. Because she knew. She knew this was a man not only that she loved, but the world loved. And why he was probably... He's considered one of the greatest actors of the 20th century. Of this century, I love that people are still discovering him. People are still watching Casablanca. That everyone is getting back into the classic films. The classic films, I, I heard someone say the black and white films, they are the best. They are the best. Because they told a story in such a way that is beyond comprehension, or beyond comparison, I'm sorry. It's been a long night. And to go back and, I mean, if we, we, we can't really replicate those those films people have tried I, I, I've often said that if I were to make a film along the lines of the film noirs of the Bogart and Bacall era I would have a an inclusive cast that's what I would do but then again it's like why would you go back and do something that's already been done before done to brilliant and a form of excellence that I don't think will ever be matched. And like the great painters of the, the last century, we study them. And like these films of that century, we study them. They are the, the film medium itself was the dominant force of the 20th century. 
You think of how art belonged to the 19th century and the centuries before that, and how the 20th century we were thrust into this world of filmmaking. Think of it. All the way from the beginning, from the 1896, the first films, to the silent films, to the talkies in 1928. Yeah. If I can find it. Yes, 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 yes. I'm looking for... Bogart or Bacall, I mean, they were they were a well-known couple in Hollywood. Bogart didn't give a lot of interviews. Bacall later on did. Bacall always, to me, came off as very sophisticated and very stylish and um, knew who she was, knew what she wanted, but also knew when it came to Humphrey Bogart what what to really tell the public because you know there's probably things that they personally had that they just and and that's and that's all couples so here we go um enormously curious about humphrey bogart yeah what was it about him for you i mean i realize that's not the subject of this book and you've written about that before but it is about companionship and men. And I mean, it, it's the one, it was the highest emotional time of your life. Of my private life, yes, private certainly. Life. I think, uh, well, I think I know uh, the gifts that he had. Uh, and they were, among other things, a tremendous character and integrity. Total integrity and honesty. And he had great wit and intelligence, many surprising qualities. He could not be bought. He, he knew the way to live life. He knew that you had to travel a certain road and he couldn't be bought. And he was, he, I mean, whenever I'd be at a party, I would look across the room and wherever there were people laughing and there was fun. He was there. He was there. At the center. Yes, because he, he was an original. There wasn't anybody like him. And so he was dazzlingly attractive. Other men liked him. Other men liked him, oh, absolutely. Yeah, as well as women. And a lot of men were, were terrified of him because they knew that he would speak the truth. And that scares a lot of people, you know. Did you have reservations about marrying him? None. None? None. Well, when, I, when you're 20 years old, why would I have a reservation? Well, he's 40, whatever he was. I didn't care. He was younger than I was in many ways. He was 45. Yeah. But I mean, in, because he, uh, I had, he had more energy than I did. You know, when you're 20, you're like a, a limp rag. But I mean, he, he could keep going uh, all night. I mean, he was amazing. But no, because I was so, I was so mad about him that I just, I was like a fool. I was an idiot, you know, and I was, and he, he was more than I ever thought I would ever have in my life. I smile because that, just watching her describe him, that's an interview from 1994. Lauren Bacall was promoting her book. I want to leave you tonight with the film that we just talked about. This is the end scene of to have and to have not. We're leaving now. 
thanks for everything. Hey, Slim, are you still happy? What do you think? Now, you can't see it because, obviously, this is a film podcast audio, not a visual. And what does she do? She shimmies over to Bogart. And during the filming of that film, till the end of it, they were together. And they were together from 1944 to 1957. Theirs is a love story that has been written about, talked about, but they lived it. And I want to thank Lauren Bacall and for the family of Humphrey Bogart, his children, for always sharing their story with us. It is a beautiful thing to watch on screen. In the big sleep, they were not together. In terms, in real life, they were together, but the characters, they would always... What I loved is when they would do the different films together, such as Dark Passage and Key Largo have and to have not because a lot of the couples of that era they would get together and they would you know Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher and then they would do a film together where they were together and it was quite confusing for the audience and so I recommend you watch to have and to have not release in October of 1944 jeez 44 isn't that interesting 77 years ago directed by Howard Hawks based on a story by William Faulkner and Mr. Ernest Hemingway as always unpleasant dreams (laughs) 